Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrich. Quarter's a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Perth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrich here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Yes, thank you, Dennis, and welcome to the Quarters and Barra podcast. I am Glenn Quarterman, Chief Sports Writer with the West Australian. With me is Adrian Barrett, Channel 7 legend, <laughs> inaugural Eagle, and a beaming Perth Football Club president this morning because your cults have rocketed to the top of the ladder. Yes, they're going. Well, we're, we're, as you know, Quarters, we're building from below. We're trying to rebuild the club from below. The old um, Jack Ensor, Ken Armstrong, Brian Cousins style rebuild, and it's working so far. Yeah, we're on top. We beat Claremont, so the Haves, the have-nots beat the haves, you'd yes. probably say. And uh, Always <laughs> good to see. But our league team did get pounded, so we've still got a bit of work to do, but it's it's encouraging. We had three guys playing state footy, and they had, I think, four guys playing state footy, so there's a few guys out. So it's going to be a nice charge home to the finals, and I don't think we've won a premiership for a while, so fingers crossed things stay on track. But some great kids, I tell you what, I'd love to be that age again, 17, 18, just plowing, you know, showing your stuff, strutting your stuff, getting drunk. Maybe. Were you a strutter? A little bit of a strutter, only just because I had this weird walk. I had a bit of a strange walk, and uh, it looked like I was strutting, but really that's just... It was just your... Just had this big butt, I think. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I remember the bum sticking out and the bouncing of the ball down the left lane park wing. I saw you play a few times. I used times. to put it under my arm, which is yeah. weird, because I played rugby, yeah. and then I'd get the big don't argue, which uh, was very, very strange. And and taking marks, you'd leave the ground, because in in rugby you'd do that, whereas in Aussie rules you try to stay on the ground if you can. You run through the ball, don't you? So, But plenty to talk about, mate. I was, how did the Eagles end up being the team that apologised <laughs> for their player getting knocked out? Well, it probably shows you where they're at right now, Barry, to be quite frank. It's a it's that's, look, that's quite that's quite uh, you know that takes a bit of doing doesn't it? It takes a bit of doing. <laughs> so Jordan Nagawi, I don't think there's any disputing careless uh, conduct, severe impact, high contact. Mm. He gets three plus. I'd say he gets four. Four, you reckon? Uh, it looked like he was going to bump, but then as we know, if you choose to bump and you get the head, you're in trouble. So mm. he's in trouble there. He'll have a holiday. It did look like a football incident, if you know what I mean, a football incident. Yeah, but it doesn't it, matter anymore. Yeah, it, yeah, no, no, I'm just saying that in that ca- case, maybe you take, make some allowance and just give him three weeks. Even yeah. with the football incident, a couple of things. Firstly, the Eagles' lack of remonstrating with the uh, mm. with the Collingwood players. Like, we saw a few weeks ago, Dacos gets his hair ruffled a bit, and they're all into it. I didn't like it. It's, um, I don't know. It showed me a lack of unity there because normally you just go in to stick up for your mate, particularly an 18-year-old, and they did cop the wrath of um, commentators for Yeah, I know. And, you know, I was a bit surprised about that because I think some commentators forget what footy's like because the ball moves on so quickly. You know, the free kick was given, the ball moved on, the plays moved on. You don't really have a chance often to go straight in and remonstrate. I, afterwards, and, and at when the siren blew, I noticed that a couple of players went to the Goey, so there was a bit going on, and when you've got a very young team, you, it's not like you've got Johnny Warsfold there to run in and go bang. And even Johnny, I remember the grand final when Don Pike got knocked out by Gary Ablett. I do. So Johnny didn't see it, so he came charging in. He wasn't sure exactly who'd taken him out and who'd done wrong, and was it uh, illegal? So he wasn't sure who to fight. You know, so it's not always clear cut. Very quick in a game, and I think anyone who's criticising the Eagles blokes are off the mark. 
Um, I was a bit surprised. Don- I don't know. I don't agree. I think they should have flown the flag there. So you you like that argy bargy? Well, I just think the you don't have to thing. put yourself in jeopardy of missing football, but just get in there and show that you're sticking up for your mate. Mm. Oh, Greg I, Clark I, said it was embarrassing. Yeah, I know. Game. I mean, that was a funny thing to say. I think he's going to pay a price for that. He probably didn't need to expose his teammates. Like, well, I don't know, why would you say that? I mean, we want honesty, I suppose, but you mm. don't want brutal honesty, particularly in the public arena. Why don't you want brutal honesty? You want it behind the scenes. Yeah, because people can mock you. The Victorians have jumped on it and they just put the boots in. Dom Sheeds had the boots. What's that Brownlow medalist from Geelong's name? Jimmy Bartell. Yeah, right. So he has had a massive crack at Dom. Called him Dominic. Dominic, what are you doing, Dominic? I mean, I th- ease up, mate. Ease up. He's get on radio. So you're after saying the it's game. A, a little bit flippant. It's just he just got on there and he said, "What do you think should happen?" He said, "Oh well, I didn't see, I didn't see it, but when I saw it on the big screen, he'll probably what did he say? One or two months. He might get a month or two. Yeah. And he, uh, I, I believe, I'm not going to say I spoke to him, but uh, I believe he thought he was saying something like a month or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll get a month or so. Mm-hmm. And so to jump on that, honestly, the Victorians, there's nothing to talk about. It's because there's a few, not as many games this weekend, I think. Mm. They put the boots into Dom Sheed, who you know is the world's nicest bloke. Yep. Well, that's right. But uh, I think maybe be a bit more careful with what you say. So then he had to ring Dagoey. So then he rings Dagoey. That's the right thing to do. To apologise. And (laughs) Dagoey goes, what are you apologising for? He's And you know what? Dagoey has has turned the corner in terms of his footy. I'll give him that. And they've got this... Club psych that works very closely with him, and you might have seen when he arrived back in Melbourne that she was there at the airport, or maybe she was even on the plane with him on the way back, and she does a lot of work with him. So, but I don't think it's going to be too dramatic for to go. He's going. To, he could probably go to Bali for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Let's hope not. We know where that leads to. Uh, Liam Duggan, does he get off? Because for me, the arms were pinned. There is contact. The head hits the ground, and look, we saw with Jager O'Meara last week. That's going to be hard to get off. In my Do you opinion. reckon? But you don't know the tribunal. Did it look benign? Did, and the guy, yeah, it didn't look, it, and the guy it, wasn't injured. It was not severe impact with the ground at all. It, it looked a little innocuous, you would call it. But innocuous. when you pin the arms and the head hits the ground, it's the action and the ability to cause major injury. And we found that out with Jager as well. So, you know, you go into those tribunal counts and you think, I don't know what's going to happen here, but I would expect him to... to Still get the week, but good luck to him if he gets off. He, he just sort of, just sort of like in slow motion, wasn't it? It was like, yeah. It and was then, very and there was an Eagles teammate involved as well, so maybe that gives I, that might might give him a way out. But I did see the other angle, and it, it probably didn't help Duggan. But geez, how's the Eagles going? I mean, well, how, honestly, can on that again point, they had two people on the yeah. bench. Barras pulls out before the game. Hearn does his hammy. West gets injured, and then Hewitt, and Hewitt gets knocked out. And now Duggan could get suspended. I mean, what sort of year well, are they having, honestly? Well, I've given them a whack, so now give them a bit of a bouquet. That was a very impressive third quarter from mm. the Eagles. Mm. And up until the last quarter, they were very, very competitive. Great to see Elliot Yeo back to his best. And you know what? He looked angry. I know. He yeah. looked fit and he looked angry in that third term. And he was untouchable for that quarter. It was remarkable, wasn't it? It gave him hope. I said to Simo last night on the news, I said, did it give you hope, coach? And, and I think it sort of did give him, well, you know what? These guys can still play. The other thing, Dom Sheed, 43 possessions in his 150th game, um, really rose to the occasion. I think that's the – I know that all these stats are quite obscure, but it's the second most – 
for a 150 game in the VFL AFL behind Gary Ablett, I think, who got 46. Is that right? Yeah, back in 2008. And Oscar Allen just ploughs on, kicked another three goals. Would he be an All-Australian contender? You know what? You'd have to think about it because given the lack of supply into that Eagles forward line, given often the erratic way it's coming in, for him to, what's he on, 32 now? I think he's third on the list. Yeah, yeah. which is remarkable, really. I mean, and he Actually, equals second. So Cameron and Kerno 38, and Alan, uh, the other Cameron, Hawkins and and Larky, 32. Yeah. That's a a really impressive effort. And see, Kerno's struggling. So if you're picking the All-Australian team, you're putting Jeremy Cameron in, you're probably putting Oscar Allen at full forward rather than... Kerno, you reckon? Oh yeah, well, I'd think about it. I'd certainly be. In, you'd be in the squad because the Blues are going like busted. Yeah, he'll and be. He's not firing. Is he'll he? definitely be in the squad. Uh, Tim Kelly, another good game for him. He'd have to be leading there. John for Worsfold medal at this point of the season. I like Long's game too. When they were up and about in that mm. third quarter, he looked really good. We mentioned Duggan before, so I think you know. I walked away from that game thinking I don't know what happened in that last quarter. Whether when they kicked what eight straight, but. Uh, six Six, sorry But yeah. the last eight goals they kicked Yeah, yeah But up until that point I thought Is there a sneaky chance here? Did and you I was actually at the game Did you think that, did you? A couple of my best mates came over uh, No, you didn't from, Did you? A couple of my best mates came over from Melbourne, and they're Collingwood supporters. And uh, so I, I sat with the punters on uh, at the game, and uh, and they were a little bit nervous, the Colling- my Collingwood mates. Yeah, no. Nah. Well, they were... I, I, t- I knocked around with Collingwood this week doing some stuff with them, um, and Craig Kelly's the CEO. Yeah. We've seen Ned Kelly. You know Ned Kelly? Oh, I know well, I, I well, played yeah. against Ned. A great fella. And... He said to me, Barry, how many people do you reckon will t- come tomorrow? This is on Friday night. And I said, oh, probably 40, 42,000. No, he goes, 42,000? He goes, I, I go, yeah. Mate, they're on the bottom of the ladder going like terribly. He goes, mate, a lot of your people will turn out as well, but the Eagles people will was turn out. Was he saying 42 like it wasn't a good crowd? No, he was saying he couldn't believe there'd be 42. Yeah, it was he was expecting cr- 30s. Plus, you've got Collingwood, which is a big crowd pool mm. as well. So, no, but, but how good's the Eagles people? Yeah, no, they've They're turning that. out as they well. Have. They have. And on top of that, what was interesting about what Collingwood's doing? So, you know Jeff Brown, don't you? Yep. Used to spend a lot of time in Western Australia. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, and now he's the president, and... Ned Kelly's taken over. You know what they're trying to do, I reckon? They're trying to become Australia's team. You know how the Dallas Cowboys are America's team? You know, they're called America's team. I reckon the Pies have decided, you know what? Let's be Australia's team. We can do this. We've got the best best captain, haven't we? You know, and he's the All-Australian captain. It's either him or the bloke at... Adelaide. No, Dustin Moore's the All-Australian captain. Yeah, the Adelaide guy's going well, though, isn't he? Yeah, uh, Jordan Dawson. He's going, having a fantastic Mate, year. he'd have to go close Tr- as well. Trust me, Darcy Moore is already a lock. So Darcy Moore, as the face of it, with that headband and that long hair and that beautiful look, and his dad's a dual Brownlow medalist and all that sort of stuff. And then they've got the Dacos brothers, who just everybody loves, don't they? Yep. I mean, they're just the most polite, respectful, talented, and their dad is abs- was a superstar. And I think they think that they can grab everybody's and become everybody's second team. It used well, to be black and white, you know, polarised people, and we used to hate them or love them. Now, uh, it's Well, you know changed. what people say? Well, firstly, they have got that little Australian flag on their logo too, the have Pies. They? Yeah, yeah but smart. But the, uh, they've had that for some years now. But you know what people are saying now? I really don't like Collingwood, but they're really good to watch. Yeah. They are my second team. Well, you're team. a Victorian. Could you come around on them? No. Do you? <laughs> no, I've never really hated. I've never been a hater. 
Uh, well, I, my my pathological dislike was always for Essendon because that we had the big rivalry in the eighties yeah. when I was sort of. Which is Collingwood's biggest rival? Do you uh, Carlton. I'd say it's still. Or Essendon. Mm, Anzac Day has lifted that rivalry, but I'd still say when Carlton are up and about, mm. that's a big rivalry. You don't when a team's been down and out for a while, you, you're not reminded often of the of the, um, the, the hatred that's in there. And yeah. trust me, mate, in Melbourne, Collingwood Carlton did not get on. There's a lot of water under the Plus, bridge. Plus, you go back to the '79 and '81 Grand Finals and '79 when they reckon they were robbed with yeah, the, yeah. the Harms and the Sheldon. You know, yeah, yeah. But a lot it, of bad, lot of bad blood. I'll tell you why we don't like them at West Coast is um, goes back to obviously there was <laughs> you're talking about Carlton or Essendon no I'm talking about Collingwood yep. this is obviously there was the Mick McGuan John Worsfold yes, clash after yes. that final and Tony Shaw what he did to Chris Lewis and Tony Shaw what he did to everybody else um, I remember Worsfold giving Graham Wright the greatest shirt front of all time. You remember that one? Sent him just concentrating out of the out of the joint. This was, is at the Wacker. Oh, it was magnificent. Was it just final at the Wacker? It was either was it Wacker or Subi? Well, there was a final at the Wacker. I think yeah. it might have been at Subi. Okay. And mate, I, it, the sound was incredible. It was like hitting a six. It was just magnificent. But in the early days, we used to play at Victoria Park. I think I've told you, and Anzac Day wasn't a big thing, and it was the Anzac weekend. And just to give us the Tom Tits. They played the last post as we ran down the race. Yeah. So we're, the Eagles are running down the race, and you hear. That's I great. mean, they made us look like cold showers. Cold showers, and they made us look like the biggest bunch. And in those days, the beer cans were really heavy, weren't they? they like were. steel. Yep. And they'd throw the beer cans at us, <laughs> and some of them were still full. <laughs> That's how angry they were. <laughs> I remember turning up at Collingwood with my brother to watch the. In those days, you had the under nineteens, and then the reserves, and then the seniors. You get there early when it's a hostile away venue like Collingwood, and they only the outer. They only had one row of seats around the whole outer, That's and right, then it was yeah. standing room. Uh, and so we turned up early to sit on the wing to watch watch the three games, and uh, and this Collingwood grandmother turns up towards the start of the league game, the senior VFL game, and demands that we move. And we're like, well, we were here since like seven thirty this morning, and got her brolly out and whacked us over the head with it. <laughs> so we moved. So we moved. Smart, mate. I wouldn't take on those and you, Collingwood and you, and, and, grandmothers. And it was hard because uh, you know you go there and. Uh, it was oh, it was very inhospitable. The press box used to be in the middle of the outer as well. And yeah, so that's right. It was, yeah. Fearful it was sprays bizarre. from their fans. A bit like uh, at uh, the Western Oval. What about in the old days when they used to take a blanket around and collect money? I used to do that when I was in the Hawthorne cheer squad. And you know what people would do from the opposition team? Throw the coin at your head. Yeah, I know. And those fifth, old 50s with, with the octagonal shape, geez, they hurt. And drew blood a couple of times. So now, what they used to do is they used to take a, a blanket around, and four kids would carry it around. And the kids normally would wear a helmet, wouldn't they? Oh, Just, well, and people I would throw coins it. down yeah. from the crowd. Can you imagine doing that nowadays? Throwing coins. You know down. what it was for? No, it was for the players' end of season trip. Oh, was it? That's what the, every every home game you. Anyway, they try to throw it at us. They they try to throw it at the West Coast Eagles. That's what they did. I remember coming out, um, uh, up the race. And feeling this warm stuff on my oh, face. Oh, no, I thought, don't go there. What the hell's that? Don't go there. <laughs> and I thought, that feels pretty good, actually. Soup. Soup it was. <laughs> but at first, the first time, it was someone had spat on me, yeah. okay, and they spat on Ross Glendinning. Yeah. I said, you can't spit on Ross Glendinning. He's yeah. a Brandline medalist. Yeah. What are you doing? And then the other time, they'd pee in their cups. 
and they'd throw it on oh. us. It was unbelievable because that's when they pushed us through the race to give, put us under pressure. So Wooshie used to call the the, uh, the bloke up and go, hey, mate, come to come close. Come closer, I want to tell you something. And push his face towards the wire and Wooshie would go, bang. <laughs> he'd, have this, he'd have this square on his face where the, uh, the, the wire was. probably have a square on his hand. <laughs> uh, now let's move on to Frio, mate. A bit of news there this week. Uh, Fife, two-year extension. So And Sonny Walters announced overnight two-year extension. So that takes them through the end of the 2025 season, mm-hmm. and I like it. Um, we'll get on to um, hasn't he had a hasn't he had a transformation, Fifey? Well, since he was will he play won't he? and he's gone back into that midfield role, uh, but he's really accepted his where he's at now, isn't it? Like, uh, and you know, in some ways, I'm not sure he should not be captain. I think uh, in some ways, now the, that he's back, he feels like he maybe should be captain. Oh, you and can... how will it be if they win the premiership and he's not holding up the oh, cup? Oh, yeah, but. I think you can be a leader. Yeah, hang on, without... mate. If it was Hodge or someone, you'd be going, yeah, yeah, Hodgie deserves it. Mate, I don't care who holds the cup up as long as you hold it up. Yeah, but you would like to see Hodgie um, your greatest player. I think had a, had a fair crack at it. I reckon it's time to it was time to pass the baton on. And I think we see Alex Why Pierce do you say for a little that? while. I just think you should engender the other players with some leadership. But um, they didn't go to the other players. They went to Alex Pierce. Well, Alex Pierce is a good choice for a year or two, I reckon. And then you go... They put a wedge in because they thought he mightn't get through. But he's got through now. That's what I'm saying. I reckon... And they're two... Mate, you're talking about a dual Brownlow medalist. Yeah, if this was a Victorian, you'd be that would be one of your greats. Be like Robert Harvey not being captain. Well, you had Sam Mitchell, um, captain of Hawthorne, who moved on, and just you just transition, mate. It's not. I don't see it as being that big a deal. I reckon Fife not being captain no, is not well, a big no, deal. I don't think so. Their greatest ever player is he gone past he, Pav now? No, nah, not yet. So is he going to end up like Pav without a flag as well? I'd say he's the second greatest player. I tell you what, if he has another big season, he's going to get past the great man. But I just think for what he has given that football club, and that Fife I'm talking about, and Pav for that matter, he doesn't get the chance now, But uh, and Michael Walters has given that football club, you'd love him to see them bow out with some silverware. Absolutely. So I like the romance of it, the one club player. You don't see it that often anymore, so I really like that. We've got 2025, so they've got two two more seasons. Got to be honest, I'd be more comfortable with one. But I'll cop two. But when I look at Nick Blakey at Sydney, 23-year-old getting a seven-year deal, I've got no idea why they've done that. That's ridiculous. Mm, it's strange, wasn't it? Maybe well, they needed some good news. Buddy, 10 years, yes. Because Buddy is generational. He's going to put bums on seats, and he's, he's done a really good job for Sydney. Nick Blakey, running halfback, running, uh, running winger, He's a very good player, but seven-year deal mm, ahead of free agency. Yeah, I know. They, they normally wait till. On the cusp of free agency, they do that sort of thing. That's a good question. I, I just I, – I, look, what if he does – you know, heaven forbid, I want him to have a long and successful injury-free career, but what if he gets injured next year and he's out for, Yeah, barely plays the next two, three years? I mean, I just don't well, see long, why it's worth are, the risk. They are fraught with danger. Obviously, a lot of those things are back-ended or front-ended, depending on where their well, salary caps are. this is back-ended. Are. This so they, back-ended. So there are obviously some planning to do with their salary cap. Well, not when Buddy leaves. Yeah, well, well but Buddy wouldn't, he wouldn't be on that much now, would he, Buddy? Uh, his would have been back-ended, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think he's he's still on a fair crack, I think, Buddy. A bit like Fifey now. Yeah. So Fifey's taken a 40% pay cut. More, isn't it? So he's down to, what, 400? Yeah, I know. That, and he that was doesn't on sound, That doesn't sound flat. But he, was, <laughs> he was on 1.1. It is funny when you say that, isn't it? Because oh, he's only on 400. When you think about it, the average punter goes... Yes. Average pundit, me, like me, we go, wow, 400,000. Yeah, I'll have. I'll have you ever went 400,000? I'll have. Uh, I'll, no, I haven't. I'm not even, <laughs> not even close, Me mate. neither. 
I'm yet to write my um, my novel, but once I do, perhaps I will be. Let's just talk about a couple of other games, mate. Uh, on Sunday, a couple of absolute crackerjack games, the Richmond GWS and um, massive arm wrestle, goal for goal, until Marlon Pickett um, puts his hand up right at the finish. Lovely little gather. And then a little pivot and lace out to um, Dion Prestia, who mm. levels the scores and then wheels onto his left foot uh, to kick the goal that put the Tigers in front. Now, Jack Rewalt, five goals, and uh, a few other cameos. Liam uh, Baker, great form. And Baker. Did everything he could to get them back into or keep them in the game. He's going to, He's having a great year. And a lot to like about GWS as well. It's another close loss. Hang um, on, it's not. You, you have to. You'd have to temper that. I mean, it, they can't beat Richmond at Giant Stadium. What's going on? But I look at the. I look at the number of losses by under two goals. I think they've got fourth fl- last, right? Yeah, but they got. They're close. You know, I like the way Not they're building. Not close enough, mate. If you can't beat Richmond at Giants, mm. what is going on? But if you're losing every... I get what you're saying, yeah. but, but honestly, it was only Richmond. Jack's kick five. Still a bit thought... of experience in there, though. And they're he... missing Sam Taylor. They have got... You know, by the way, just to... 13 players on their injury list. The same number of injured players that West Coast had last weekend. Yeah, no, so I, I get I just it. like the spirit at this club. I just... But if, if you can't beat the Tigers, though, I mean, honestly... And Jack Revolt, five goals... Um, Taranto, ever since he got bagged by Kane Corns, has been magnificent. Mm. He's, he's in All-Australian form, don't you reckon? Tim Taranto, he's almost a recruit of the year. I do. I do like him. Yeah, he's, he has the kicking lacks polish, but apart from that, he's a very good player. Well, thanks, Cornsy. <laughs> hey? uh, the one I wasn't um, expecting to be so close was Essendon North Melbourne. Uh, going okay, North. The last mm. couple of weeks, they've just shown a bit. Now, let me ask you this. What does that say about Clarko? Yeah, it's a really interesting call. So maybe he was just cooked with this. You know, we know he took the break for his mental and physical health. And maybe he was – and he, that's probably why why he made the call, which was pretty selfless when you think about it. Mm-hmm. But they are going okay under Ratton at the moment. And um, Would they be having any weird thoughts? No, I think it'll be up to Clarko. And who knows when he comes back. He's, he's still out indefinitely. So – I don't know. And they're going it's to really the, they've got to go to the Human Rights Commission now, so mm. it's not over for that's a long, gonna, that's gonna, long and time. And that's going to drag on a bit. So. And now that Cyril's involved, it's a whole, it's next level stuff. Yep, that's right. Once Cyril's in there, you can't just discount these blokes who don't play. Ah, who were they? They played no games. No, this is Cirioli, so, one of your greatest. So they are going, they are going okay. And um, at the right at the moment, Zuha another four, Larky kicked two. Uh, I tell you, guys, all right. Uh, is Nick Martin. He's really taken mm. the next step, hasn't he? Suvi boy. Really impressive last year, but this year he's gone to another level. Yeah, I, I, I re- that game was a really good game to mm. watch. And Essendon now into sixth spot. Um, it's good, isn't it? Are they going to hang on? So Adelaide and Fremantle, Gold Coast, Sydney, all st- still outside the eight. Geelong's jumped back in there. So do we think, do you think Adelaide gets back in? Fremantle, I think Fremantle does Fremantle for sure. Fremantle gets in. I think. I think Essendon now is more likely than St Kilda mm-hmm. to play finals. It's a big game. It's a big game, Sydney St Kilda this weekend, isn't it? Yeah. Thursday night. Uh, Western Bulldogs were disappointing, Barra. Um, Very you know, Geelong still with a lot of players out. Dangerfield, Duncan, uh, Guthrie still out. Yet they managed to and look at ten fifteen. Their forward fifty entries are. Diabolical. Abysmal. They are so bad. It would be horrible to be a forward. The in astronaut the can't school. kick straight. No. Yeah. And what's going on with Lobb? 
To well, see they put him on the wing at one stage. Yeah, but I, that's, I don't mind that. Just you don't mix, mind it? They friggin' lost to Geelong, who's got no one playing, yeah, look, at mix, Marvel Stadium. Mix it up a bit. Just, just Mate, throw that's the problem, around. isn't throw it? Throw the magnets around. Isn't that the problem? Yeah. Bevo's gone to <laughs> left gone, of centre. He's gone rogue. Go, hey, lobby, go down on the wing. Where's that? Whoa, what? Down the wing. Because, mate, how ironic is it? You saw that that doco that was done. What was it called Show Me the Money too? Yep. And Roy Lobb was on there having a go at the Dockers coaching staff for not playing him in the right spot and not handling him right in the forward line. <laughs> and he's now been he's sent the down the wing. I, I wonder what he thinks now. You know you're in trouble um, when your forward 50 entries are so dirty that Tom Stewart's just taking mark after mark after mark after mark. Now, that is a good effort by the Geelong midfield to put pressure on the ball, but that just shows you, um, could they miss A, out? how good Tom Stewart is, and B, um, you're not having a good day. I don't think the Dogs will miss out. They'll pl- I think they'll play finals. But so uh, in, at this stage, you've got the Saints dropping out for what, Adelaide or Fremantle? Fremantle. Okay, and so the Crows and I reckon, miss out? And if you get the Dogs or Geelong, or, uh, dogs or Geelong dropping out, which you probably don't expect, then there's a sneaky chance for Gold Coast. Yeah. You get on to them. And what about Adelaide? Yeah, I like them. Just form on the road. Form at home and form on the road, there's too big a gap at the moment still. I think Gold Coast... Uh, they had to play in Darwin, though. They get, give them a bit of a... So Okay, so let's talk about that. Um, Gold Coast, it was a, that was a really good win by them. They came from behind. Mm-hmm. And also, two games in Darwin, that was the second of them, but that humidity which gets players early and also they find it really hard to drop the ball and it's just tough should they be aiming to play more than two games there because it's a point well, of difference they've, they've won back-to-back matches there yeah. so yes they should <laughs> but it's there's a difference in the gold coast as well because it is hum- more humid there and it's a bit more slippery but it's next level when you go up to darwin so who was the fellow who did his knee did his acl as well i mean that that's do, uh, do day. Yeah, for Adelaide. So he's out. A real, real, very important to their obviously their defensive structure. Now that's it. ACL gone for the year. So they'll be shattered by that. But look, they're still a work in progress. Um, Adelaide. So they're getting that form right on the road is going to be an important part of that. Um, kudos too to Jack Lacosius. Another five goals there. Ben King three. So I think with Ben King in there, it frees him up a little bit. So they they look more potent in attack, don't they? They do. And your man uh, Humphrey. He just keeps on keeping. What a funny on. old fella, eh? He, he looks all right. He does. What about my boys? Mm. So I'm listening to it on the radio, thinking, oh yeah, what 96 points down halfway through the third quarter. God, this could be a 150, 160 point loss. But they fought back. Finlayson kicks five, four in the first quarter. Uh, Marshall kicks five. They they just dominated that first half. But Yes, there was probably a little bit of the foot off the pedal in the second half because mm-hmm. you sort of you do it without even instinctively. Don't they you? kicked twenty three goals. Against yeah, them. so it's a great effort. If they took the they took the foot foot off the pedal and kicked twenty three twelve. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Well, exactly. Well, they were twenty one twelve at three quarter time. <laughs> But six goals in the last quarter, so a little bit of foot off the pedal. But I do want to shout out to Luke Bruce, who kicked his 500th goal at the weekend. Uh, kicked five in that effort. He's great, isn't That's he? A, when you think about it, He's you great. know, I think he was taken in a rookie draft. And uh, originally from New South Tamora in New South Wales. So he played rugby league until he's maybe 12. Yeah. And so then took up footy. 
That's a great story. Yeah. And his, for his size, he's not a real short. He's not a real no. – he's somewhere in between. He's great at the fall of the ball. How much does he read the Is ball? Is he better at front and centre than anyone oh, can oh, Best ever. Yeah. He just reads it like 500 goals. That's top four or five in Hawthorne's history now. So that is some effort by Luke Bruce. He's been a ripping player. And how not- – how good was it? Sorry, it was Finlayson's story about his yep. wife and that. Yep. That was so good. That it actually good. gives you hope, doesn't it? Restores your faith so she's in humanity. Still, unfortunately, still terminal, but the the latest signs have been very good. So let's hope she's got a lot of living to do still. Barra, the last game we should touch on is uh, Melbourne, who found a way against Carlton, but in probably the worst game of the round. It was a scrappy old affair, and yet again, they just couldn't. They just couldn't find... I mean, they had enough of the footy. They just couldn't find a way to kick goals. Could they, Carlton? They're just a Mate, mess. how would you be if you're a Carlton fan, honestly? After what happened last year and you just missed the finals, right at the end you get fixed up by your arch rivals and then you're full of hope. You've got the two Coleman medalists. Mm. You've got the Brownlow medalist. We're on our way. Sammy's going to be back. Sammy's struggling now. And everyone's saying, is he as good as we thought he was? He's obviously something, something going on with him there as well. Um... Jeez, and I, they'll be coming for. I, I know we said to that guy who wrote us a letter that we wouldn't go after coaches anymore, but they will be coming for Vossi now. They'll be coming for him. And geez, if they if they was to lose to Essendon on Sunday, that could almost be the fatal blow. You know, like at least Harry Mackay kicked three. You know, it's something for them and got in the coaches' votes. But when you look at the coaches' votes, ten to Petrarca, who's again, he's. He was already having a good season, but with Oliver's absence, he's stepped up to sort of close that void a bit. He's been so good the last few weeks. Stephen May and Jake Lever, the next among the coaches. So you know, A, Petraka's had a big night out, and you know that May and Lever have had plenty of it, so your forward line's not functioned. That's what those votes tell me. Mate, it's such a worry for, for Vossi and for the Blues. What about Van Roy? Is it Van Royen or Ruin? Van Royen. Van Let's Royen. stick with that. So Rising Star nomination yeah. has, uh, he, he's just a ripper, isn't he? It looks uh, it looks spectacular and has a crack too. You know what I mean. He's got a little boy. bit of anger in him, which is nice. Mm. Lived, plays a he's little bit a, on the edge. He's learnt from that a little bit too, hasn't he? So who were their best? Um, well, Petrarca was almost he was Bog again. He must be sort of right up there in Brownlow contention now because Clary's been gone backwards because he hasn't been playing. Did he get rubbed out? No, no, he didn't. No, nah. and um, obviously Dacos and the Bont. Probably yeah, the main contenders. You I reckon, reckon the Bont's carrying something, mm. clearly. I know a lot of players are at this time of the year, but he just doesn't look quite right. Staggering to the bye. Uh, Ed Langdon, another good game from him as well. So, um, look, Carlton, we'll see what happens from here. they got Essendon at the, at the G on Sunday. So, they're all like have That'll to win telling, games, mate. aren't they? That'll be telling, I'll tell you. Anyway, Barrett, now it's time for this. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. Yes, thank you to Thirsty Camel. We will be giving away a 30-can block of Great Northern Super Crisp on Thursday. couple held over from last week, Barry. I'll read them out. This one from Harley Kemp Gin. Hi, gents. It's time. AFL should be pumping money into this version. Uh, oh, he's talking about State of Origin. Um, AFL Revival. Uh, clubs get X amount per player with a minimum and max nominated amount, and players get playing fees two to three times their normal wage per game. Hold it every four years. Um, have two comp-wide buys during the season. First round, round eight-ish. WA, WA would play Vic. South Australia would play the All-Stars. 
or the Allies, I should say. Uh, second round, round 16-ish, Vic v South Australia, Allies v WA, and then there'll be a third round during a pre-grand final bye weekend for those not players not competing, Vic v uh, Allies, SA v WA. The Friday night before the grand final, have the best two states playoff in the state of origin grand final at Marvel Stadium. Cheers, Harley from Wickham. What do you think? Not a bad email. Yeah, good email. I, I don't know if the money will make that much difference because I remember we used to get 10k, $10,000 to play State of Origin and that didn't really make anyone blink an eyelid and obviously the the, the footy is such a focus isn't the week by week rounds that the coaches just don't encourage it I picked a bit of a West Australian State of Origin team just to see what it would look like and you know you look, you're looking through the back line you'd probably have if McGovern was fit he'd be playing, Barras, Sam Taylor yep. Liam Baker Yep. Daniel Rich, that'd be a pretty good backline. Very good backline. Across the middle, Mitch Duncan, Patrick Cripps, Bradley Hill. Forward line, you'd have Oscar Allen, Shea Bolton, Jesse Hogan, Norton, uh, Michael Walters. In the ruck, you'd have Tim English, Chad Warner, and Tim Kelly. That's pretty good. Pretty hard to beat that team. Already. Luke Jackson's going to have to be in there as well on the bench. So that's um, put him at centre half forward. And Nick Martin was uh, another one. I had a Victorian team. I'll, I'll just give you the Victorian team as well because that would have been. Like they've had uh, Weedering struggling a little bit. You'd have, but in Sicily, imagine Weedering and Sicily and Tom Stewart all playing together. And that'd be hard to, and Darcy Moore. How's that for a defense? <laughs> for a back line? Mm. Chuck, Chuck and Jack Sinclair and Nick Dacos, of course. Throw, across the middle, you'd have Josh and uh, Clayton Oliver and Zach Merritt. Going well, Zach Merritt, isn't he? Mm. Forward line, Dustin Martin, Charlie Curnow, Toby Green, Joe Danaher, Jeremy Cameron, and Tom Papley. Yeah, look, it'd be a good game. Good luck. Mate. Be a good game. And in the ruck, Maxi Gorn or Sean Darcy, I suppose, maybe. Gorn or Darcy? I reckon probably Darcy this stage. The Bont and Petrarca. And then on the bench, you'd have Gorn, Dugowie, Butters and Caleb Sarong. Mm. Pretty good side. It would go all right. It'd be a good game. But as you said, it'd probably <laughs> unlikely. Never happen. Yeah, no, it'll never happen. I'd bring back the Irish series. That's what I reckon. Um, yeah. State of Origins. Did you write that article in the end? I did. Yeah, yeah it was very good. Uh, this one for, and remind, this is before the weekend's game. So Jermaine writes, Hey gents, it is interesting watching Richmond and Geelong this year who are also struggling with injuries in form with an older team. It reminds me of West Coast three years ago. Geelong won the flag and it is worth the risk that Richmond and West Coast both took. If you win it, you're a genius. If you don't, it looks foolish. GWS have Richmond's first round pick this year and likely will end up with two times two top five draft picks, at least a top five and a top ten pick. If, and I stress if, West Coast do swap the number one pick for multiples, surely a trade with GWS makes more sense than North, who have only have one top five pick, with their other first round 2023 pick being Port Adelaide's, who are likely to play high-end finals. Adelaide offered three first-round picks for the 2021 number one draft pick, which became Jason Horn Francis. If WA, if West Coast get a top five, top ten, and a future first-round draft pick, that is potentially three 200 gamers. Will be hard to say no to that. Uh, keep up the great work. The podcast is must listening. Thank you, Jermaine. Germa- I still reckon they Germaine. should. Yeah, I reckon yeah. they should split those picks because yeah. you're going to get two, maybe three. Um, very, very good players, which will accelerate your rebuild. That's just my call. They may say, nah, don't agree. We're going, we're going for Harley Reid. Yeah, well, the Adelaide-North Melbourne example um, was pretty good. It's pretty compelling, isn't it? Adelaide's going well. North, uh, well, they had Jason Horn francis and then uh, they had to let him go. But I'll tell you what, um, 
the Eagles can just make us an offer, give us your best offer. And even though North may not have the best picks at the moment, they'll just go away and try to find them if they want to get the number one pick. North might have the best of them with that Wardlaw. Geez, a good player. Yeah, how good's that yeah, Wardlaw? Yeah, very, very Imagine good Imagine him player. when he uh, fills out. Well, he already has. He's, not, he's, a, like, he's pretty small at the moment, though, he's, isn't he? Oh, nah. No, he's all right. In two or three years' time, he could be a... A premier midfielder. Oh, he, I reckon he will be before then, if he's not already, after about three, four games. Uh, hi, lads. After watching Hewitt get hit by Dugowie, West Coast then dropping to a man down on the bench after using the sub early to cover for West's injury. Uh, West, West Coast injury. Is it time for a send-off rule? You get a player high and they need a concussion test. Your fate is tied to theirs. For as long as they are off the ground, so are you. If they can't come back on, neither can you. Your team can't sub you off to get a member back on the bench, even if the other team can use their sub. Players will stop risking a chance at a head-high contact if it's going to affect their team for the rest of the game. That's from Dale. I've got one. Um, and uh, Okay. So, Goey gets four weeks. The Eagles get no benefit from that. Mm. They played a man down. Mm-hmm. Why not? Just say he gets four. You serve your three, but the fourth week has to be the next time you play West Coast. And no. if that happens to fall <laughs> in the grand final, tough. I was going to say, what if it's the grand final? Well, tough. <laughs> Bloody tough. So you, you reckon you're going to think about head-eye contact? Plus, keeping track case? of it might be tricky. might take a couple of years before you play them again. Well, then, they, then it's a couple of years. <laughs> three years later. You can't play this game. Why? Because three years ago. <laughs> well, no, you'll be playing them the next year. but uh, <laughs> You may not be in the team. It's not a bad thought. What do you think? Uh, uh, <laughs> mate, what's, what's the castle, the black in the castle? Oh, Mate, you're an ideas or man. Or Michael Caton. You are an ideas actor. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, quarters, you are. No, you are an ideas yes. man. Not being, I not, dug not, not being smart. Not being smart. I... <laughs> what about Dale? I love what Dale said, though. Send off rule. That's worth looking at. Because yeah. in any, every other sport, send off rule. We'll Red get card. There. I reckon we'll get there. If you look at the progression. Because Dugowie we... goes off and it doesn't stuff up. You know what I mean? Mm. You, know, you, you don't have to use your man, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, that's, that's a very good idea. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Hi, guys. Mrs. Longmuir here. I may have discovered a secret source for trade information, the Dockers Merchandise Store. All of the Liam Henry T-shirts have been placed on sale. <laughs> Does this mean that he will be showing the door when his contract ends, Mrs. L? That's well, a good he's point. Stuck, he's stuck in the peel. Well, he's back thing. in the queue now, isn't he? Yeah. When you think about it, and they've just picked up a, 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 winger, wi- a winger in the mid-season draft. And so. you know whose management team is. They'd be going pretty hard to get him out That's of there. That's corporate sports? Yeah. Yep. I reckon that they'd be going very hard to get him out of there. How's that Peel team? Seriously. They did lose to Subi, yeah. I mean, given the conditions. But I think they had, was it 12 or 14 Dockers? Which is why I picked them. I know. I know and Wagner and yeah. uh, Corbett, uh, Erasmus, uh, Will Brody. And these guys, are they're going to be super players. Chapman will be back there shortly. Yep. See, now I put my waffle ca- president's hat on. The, the Peel will be unbeatable in the finals if they have all those players. So it's going to be very interesting to track. I don't think it's exactly ideal. High Q and B with the Tasmanian Stadium debacle entering the high fast stage with a few thousand non-football followers threatening to derail the whole process. I have a suggestion. WA recently announced a $4 billion state budget surplus, so maybe the two state governments could negotiate a one-off GST payment deal for $350 million to cover the Tasmanian state input, with the proviso being that the stadium holds 30000 not 23000 so we could at least get a seat when we visit for away games. 
It would be worth it for the laugh when we see Jackie Lammy, Richard Flanagan and First Dog on the Moon all sitting in the front row cheering on the Tasmanian team in the first year of Operation Tim. Don't think that's going to happen. In fact, what will happen is they'll get the stadium built and they will enter the competition. So, it, it look. Who's First Dog on the Moon? Not sure who he means by that. First Dog on the Moon. Jackie Lambie got that. Richard Flanagan. The author. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. And first dog on the moon. Long sitting, walk to freedom, was it? Sitting, book. sitting in the front row. I tell you what, if they get a stadium, they'll get more concerts too. We got Coldplay, yeah, but noticeably. 23,000? Yeah. Let's, let's go up 10. He's right with that. So you want to spend more? No, I want to get. I want to make the stadium bigger. I don't think 23 is enough. So they, they're struggling to get it up as it is, and you say put more money into it. Don't put the roof on. Less money for hospitals. Don't, don't put the roof on. <laughs> Very costly to put a roof on. Have another point of difference. Uh, this final one, this one from Chris. Where do I? You got to. Where do I start? You've got to keep the coach. He's talking about the Eagles here. New coach isn't changing the injury list. You're going to have games where it doesn't look like there is effort. But with young guys, this is always going to happen. I think with all these injuries, why aren't West Coast easing them in a bit like Frio did with Fife? Yo, Shuey, who's back, why wouldn't they ease them in? Well, I think um, they might do that with Shuey. They sort of did with Yo because last year they rushed him back into a midfield role and it was Mm. too early and he was injured again. But I I like the way they've transitioned him. He looked really good at the weekend. He looks, you know, touch wood, Mm. just looks fit. He's so important to them because he's inside. He can run both ways. He was was remarkable in his comeback in in that game. He was inspirational. I mean, he was his second or third game, but he, geez, he looked good. So they get Shuey. So this weekend they could actually have Darling, Barass, Shuey McGovern. They could. Or they could, do you wait until uh, after the bye, copper, copper flogging from the Crows in Adelaide, and then bring them back after the bye? I'm bringing them back after the bye. Just oh, yeah? wait. All of them. What's the point? Barris. What's, what, what's the story of Oh, uh, hip flexor. Hip flexor. So that he, he probably won't play then. No. So it'll probably just be Shuey this week. Darling Possibly. had his shirt off at training. It was zero degrees. Yeah. I noticed Channel Clarko. Remember him up in Canberra when it was snowing? Yeah. He's running around with his yeah. shirt off. They've had some blokes out, haven't they? What a year. When I did that cross with Simo last night on the news, I could just feel that because it's just relentless. It's it's Groundhog Day, just getting smacked, yep. waking up and getting smacked every week. Bang, bang, bang. And you know you've got 10 more weeks of it. How'd you go with your tipping, by the way? <coughs> Pardon me. I got five. I got five as well. I think I might be one clear in the West uh, tipping comp now. So you've gone past Rick Arden, have you? I've, yes, I believe I have this. Yeah, week. I've I've moved up on Rick as well. Nice. He's none too happy, the great man. No, he won't be. He, there. he takes it very seriously. Captain of my Seinfeld trivia team. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll be back on Thursday to re- preview round thirteen. You've been listening to Quarters and Barra. We have been brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch, but please gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help on 1800-858-858 if you have any issues. Thank you. Talk to you on Thursday. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe and, of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.